0: Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Fallon. Thanks for downloading. This time, what it's like being freelance for writer and blogger Frankie Shanahan.
1: I'm much more interested in creating the kind of lifestyle that I want than kind of hitting some arbitrary goals to do with like how much I earn or how many page views my blog has. It's always something that's sort of talked about with business owners, that you work every hour God sends and that's the only way that you can be successful. And if that's the only way that you can be successful, then I don't don't really want to be successful. (laughs) I'd much rather sort of set my own goals, whatever they are, and work towards them and still have time with my children.
0: Hey, how are you doing? Uh, Thanks for joining me for another one. My name is Steve Folland. I'm a freelancer. You are too, which is all good. Uh, We're going to chat to another one in a moment. But first, let me remind you, beingfreelance.com is the website where you can listen to past episodes and check out all the links and uh, take away key thoughts, that sort of stuff. Also, you'll find links to the Twitter at Being Freelance. But if you enjoy it, please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Loads of great guests. loads of great insight into what it's like being freelance. Uh, So, yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you like to do, take a look. Being freelance.com And if you know other freelancers who would benefit, please do tell them. But let's crack on and go to Bristol in the UK and chat to freelance writer and blogger Frankie Shanahan. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Oh, actually, I shouldn't say morning, should I? People could be listening whenever. Uh, <laughs> so afternoon, evening. Um, let's get started talking about how you got started being freelance.
1: Okay. I, I think this story starts really when I started my blog in 2009, which feels like a very long time ago. Um, and at the time, I had just come to the end of my final year of an undergraduate degree and we were living in Exeter at the time. And I was also very heavily pregnant with my second child. Um, so I was studying as a mature student. And my son was born um, at, the, at the very end of my final year. And I started my blog three weeks before he was born. Um, I'd handed in my dissertation and I kind of, I felt like I had more free time than, I, <laughs> well, than I'd had in a long time, really, having been at university. And I enjoyed writing and I was really excited to have an outlet for writing that wasn't academic and where I could write about whatever I wanted. At the time I started it, I thought that I was starting a beauty blog. Those were the blogs that I'd been reading at the time. But actually, if I go back, right back through my archives, um, I wrote about a really diverse range of topics from the very beginning. But the kind of Um, the genre of the lifestyle blog didn't really exist then, or it wasn't something that was kind of classified at the time. Um, So I often think that I was writing a lifestyle blog before I even knew what a lifestyle blog was, Uh if that makes sense. (laughs) And my son arrived and I carried on blogging. And I then went back to university to do a master's, an English master's, when he was about a year old. And I carried on blogging and sort of things related to to university kind of crept in a little bit. I would write about my experiences of studying and some of the challenges. And then in 2010, my then boyfriend uh, proposed to me uh, while we were on holiday. Um, So we got engaged and I started blogging about our wedding plans. That was a really great time for me. With blogging, because the kind of the community side of it really kind of gained momentum for me at that point. People were really interested in um, in our plans and quite kind of invested in it. And I discovered wedding blogs at that point, um, which were still sort of in their infancy in in twenty ten. And I started to kind of. Um, make connections with people in that world as well through through my blog and through commenting on their blogs. And to kind of cut a long story short, I actually ended up with a wedding blogger attending our wedding. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was uh, shadowing our photographer and we got married in January 2012 and a few months later I basically ended up taking an internship at that wedding blog and I was assisting uh, the blogger. And I did that for two years, <laughs> uh, roughly. And I was, that, was, that was kind of the beginning of being freelance um, for me. And it was my first job outside of university. I've, I'd finished my MA in the autumn before we got married. Yeah, and, I, and then alongside that, I started taking on other writing, work, well, other freelance roles and then eventually I left that role I kind of had built up enough of a a, a kind of enough clients at that point to really sort of of really strike out on my own so I always think I tend to think of my career having two starting points in a way (laughs) um because it started with the internship but I I don't feel like I really went kind of out on my own for another couple of years and since then it's just gained momentum um
0: and yeah. Crikey so what so before you because that story started with you at university yeah about to have your second child so before that had you had a job had you worked?
1: Yeah, Yeah well yeah um I originally left school when I was 16 and I worked for Woolworths
0: May she rest in peace. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With her pick and mix. So, so, yes. you were, so you weren't a writer or anything?
1: No,
0: no. So, so you've basically evolved, eventually you've, uh, through, through that early career, ended up going back to uni, studying, mm-hmm. yeah. and then off the back of that, doing another master's, and in amongst all of that, from a hobby of blogging, has yeah. grown an actual blog, which brings you a bit of income, but also th- has made you realise, actually, I could be a freelance writer.
1: Yeah, I mean, writing was always a passion of mine. Um, and it, you know, and, that, and that was something that stayed with me throughout, even when, you know, outside of school uh, while I was working. And um, yeah, and then when I went back to university, my undergraduate degree was actually a sociology degree. And then I did uh, an English master's.
0: I'm guessing uh, that having that family has, like freelancing seems to fit in so well with that
1: yeah I think um, the flexibility is undeniably the best thing the the thing that makes it ideal for having you know raising kids alongside and um, I think it also it, it comes with its own set of challenges when you're <laughs> when, when you're doing that I think that um, I know a lot of people fall into the trap of because I work because we I work from home both my husband and I work from home my husband's also self-employed um so we don't have any formal childcare in place um, and I often think that if we had in inverted commas proper jobs where we were out of the house and had the same kind of workload that we have there's no way that we would try and do that without some form of childcare or some kind of support somebody <laughs> um you know picking up the kids or dropping them off or something like that but there's kind of an attitude that this work is so flexible so you must so you you can make it fit around the children so that's what you try and do that's something that we've come to realize I think in the last couple of years and we've got a lot better in saying that you know, no, this is a job and we're entitled to get some support and have some childcare in place, even though we are at home. Um it's still okay to do that. <laughs> That's been a bit of a learning curve. We've done a lot of summer holidays um, with absolutely no childcare. Which is just
0: ridiculous <laughs> we've we've got two young kids, and it is that, but we 've only just survived our first summer holiday, actual school summer yeah, holiday
1: that's a game changer isn't it
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that, I mean that's a it felt like a long time when you were a kid it 's even longer when you're a parent. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's that toss up of thinking, well i 'm partly freelance because I want to spend time with my kids and hang yeah. out with them, but equally, I have to earn money to pay for that ice cream so yeah. Yeah, I ended up like he was in summer camp for a couple of weeks before we went on holiday for a couple of weeks, and I almost had to think, well, maybe I'm just not going to do much work in August. It's it's tough.
1: Yeah, I think it it it's a you kind of your your mindset has to change a bit, and I've tried it a few different ways in the last four years, and I feel like this summer just gone was the one where we got it not perfect, but as close maybe as you're ever going to get it perfect because we took the first two weeks off, both of us, which is the longest, the like most consecutive days um, that we've both taken off from work uh, <laughs> in four years together. So we both took two weeks off and we completely unplugged, almost completely unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it was amazing. Um, and then we had sort of... Um, a few days of, yeah, like holiday clubs a week for the rest of the, of the holiday. And they also spent a week with their grandparents. Gotta love those grandparents. Um, and, that, and that was ideal. But I've done it, I've tried, in previous years, I've worked, I've basically sort of got up at 5am every day for six weeks and tried to work before the children would wake up and then go back to work when they went to bed in the evening. And I do not recommend anybody does that. <laughs> It was, it was exhausting, but it's, it, at you know, I think at that time I didn't feel like I was necessarily earning enough money to justify the expense of mm. childcare. And yeah, like you say, that kind of, well, yeah, you feel like the benefit of being freelance is that you can spend, you, you can be at home with them during the day. Um, so you feel a bit guilty, but yeah. I, I've realized that everybody is happier. If you have that balance between, you know, so the time that I was the time we spent with them in the summer this year was completely was all about them was all about, you know, just the just spending time together as a family rather than trying to do everything all at once.
0: I also only discovered in the final week of the holidays that you can invite their friends over. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you don't have to pay any childcare. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they couldn't care less about you at all.
1: <laughs> I know. It's brilliant, isn't it? And then I, I always wonder why they can't... I mean, I've got two, so you'd think that maybe if it's just the two of them at home, they could kind of occupy each other, but it just doesn't work like that. So, I, you know, you need, you need to find... You need to make friends with people that have two children of similar ages, and then you can kind of do trades... And they can, you know, they, you can have their two over and you can send your two over there and it's, you can have a nice break when they're occupied. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you divide up your, like, if you both work from home, you and your husband, how mm. do you d- divide up, like, the workspace? and? Uh...
1: One of the things that drew us to our house in Bristol, we, we've only lived here for a couple of years, it's a three-bedroom house and it's got a loft conversion, so there's a really big room in the attic. Um, and it's big enough that it could be a shared office. And that was certainly the um, the plan <laughs> before we moved in. Um, but the way it's worked out is that it's kind of my husband's office up in the attic. And I work downstairs at the dining table, which, which suits me, I quite like, I, I don't mind it. So basically he's upstairs and I'm downstairs and we kind of come together at lunchtime <laughs> and um, we eat lunch together. And it's, it's nice, it works for us. I think um, eventually, we've also got this garage at the back of the house that, um, that was the other part of the plan that could be converted into a studio for my husband at some point. And then I'll have the attic to myself. But I probably still work at the dining table because I just really like it down here. It's really close to the kettle. And um, it gets loads of natural light down yeah. here. Um, and can, I, I really like it. It
0: can be dangerously close to the fridge, though. I do.
1: Yeah, yeah the biscuit tin. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> but if you're working at home, like, if, you know, at the dining table or whatever, mm-hmm. and the kids are at home, mm. or do you just not work when they're at home? Or
1: um, I find that I can do kind of administrative tasks when when their children are around, if I if I absolutely have to, I mean, pr- pretty much I turn my laptop off when uh, I usually collect them from school. So I pretty I, I work very intensely, usually from between sort of like half past eight until about three o'clock. Um, I don't really stop for lunch. I probably take about you know I, my my husband tends to make lunch, and I kind of maybe close my laptop for about twenty minutes to eat. So I work very intensely between during the time that they're at school. Um, but there, there's always a, there's always the odd occasion where, you know, you just don't quite make it through your to-do list. So I can I find I can do administrative tasks with them, like maybe, you know, work through emails or draw up a few invoices or whatever. Yeah. I'm quite focused. I know that I've got to work while they're at school. And I think that's probably one of the differences, I think, is that I so often I hear freelancers say, one of the best things about being freelance is you can work when you you know when you feel most productive so people that think they write best in the afternoon can do that but that's not the case for me i have to work when the children aren't here you know so I, I think i'm just i'm quite focused i know i've got to get through stuff before i go and get them from school and that split is really important to me that you know otherwise i may as well just go and get a job outside of the home and work until 5 or 6 every day (laughs) so that's kind of that's how I yeah justify it I think in my head yeah
0: so how did you go from that internship you started finding freelance clients how did you first get those clients where did they come from
1: um it was really a case of word of mouth and kind of accidentally networking that's one of the things I learned during that time is that so often networking and kind of getting your name out there it doesn't happen in the kind of formal way that you might imagine it's so often people you've met in in informal settings where you're not even necessarily talking about anything related to you know you're not sort of pitching to people um but you make connections and then maybe they have a vague idea of what you do and then it's maybe months later that an opportunity you know something comes up where they might need your services and they remember you from that, from that scenario. Um, and that's how I kind of got one of, the, one of my main clients, who's still a client now, that really allowed me to leave that internship because it was a regular, uh, you know, I'm on a retainer, so it's a regular income and it's a nice, nice job that I love doing in there. That's a luxury children's lifestyle brand. And that was, yeah, that was, that was just, it came about because it wasn't, yeah, it was a connection that I'd made, Mm. not thinking that I was making a connection for, you know, that might lead to work somewhere down the line. Um, I think that's something I've really learned that you think about, you think about first impressions and think about that, even when you don't think you're in a work related (laughs) um, scenario, you know, situation. Mm.
0: So, um, and how about clients now? Do you, is it all still word of I'd mouth? I'd say,
1: yeah, um, 95% wow. definitely, yeah.
0: And have you used agencies or freelance work, you know, websites? And...
1: No, not at all. Awesome. Yeah, and I mean, because I primarily work with small creative businesses in the wedding industry, it's quite a niche, really, That and the wedding industry is very... It's all very interconnected.
0: And was that a deliberate niche, or did it just work out that way because of your blog at the time?
1: Well, obviously, um, interning at a wedding blog that exposed me to that it exposed me to that industry. Um, but it's also um, it's something I'm very passionate about.
0: And what sort of services do you offer then?
1: So. Um, kind of a whole range really I basically say that you know if there's anything that needs doing that involves words (laughs) then I'm your girl (laughs) um and I do I offer social media management so um I can kind of take over um Facebook and Twitter um and all sorts of things like that and um manage that for them post updates respond to inquiries and things like that but then The thing that I enjoy doing, the thing I enjoy most, is basically writing copy for websites and marketing materials, anything like that. Um, Printed marketing materials.
0: Do you make that clear to people? Like, do you have like a range of products that you offer, almost, or you know, and a set price for them, or like how how do you deal with? Yeah, I guess productizing it or quoting for things. Or I
1: think I think it's that's still somewhere where I'm like trying to perfect it a bit. I started off by primarily just offering a couple of social media packages for social media. Um, So kind of like offering like two blog posts a month and I'd manage Twitter and Facebook for them. Um, And then like a more comprehensive thing, a more comprehensive package, maybe with more platforms or... Somebody approached me and asked me if I could do the copywriting for their new website Um, and i really enjoyed it and it was then that i started to really promote that side of of what i could do i've had a lot I I i have a lot of clients where i've done one you know smaller task from them and then that's kind of developed into other things
0: how about when it comes to like show showing this work off like your portfolio
1: um yeah i i update i Totally overhauled my website at the beginning of this year, which was a uh, quite a learning experience in itself really because it was the first time I'd like outsourced something and really invested like a big chunk of money in the business um, and it didn't re- it didn't go smoothly, so I definitely learned a lot from it um and I still, I kind of still want to update it even more and really create more of an online portfolio. Um, at the moment, it tends to be that people find out what I do and they get in touch and I can send them examples, like recent examples of, of work mm. that I've done. Um, but I'd love to have that. I'd love for it to be much more visible. Um,
0: so, so your blog, Love Audrey, yeah. that's your only site? You don't then have a Frankie Writes This website no, I or whatever? Yeah,
1: and, that, and, and that's worked really well for me because um, I've had a lot of people who've... Uh, I've had clients who've got in touch because they like the, like the tone of my writing on there mm. and they want something similar for their business and And then, when I show them examples of cl- previous clients and other websites, it kind of cements that so it work, it's works it works okay for me so far. And I it, still- it sounds
0: like it was better than okay <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. it sounds perfect because it is you know you're basically saying this is like a living breathing portfolio isn't it yeah. you're saying this is the voice that I would rather do this is what I'm passionate about this is what I love and yeah. then other people feed off of that and go oh and I want that for my site
1: yeah and obviously um managing I managed blogs for a lot of my clients so the you know it's immediately they can see that I know how to write a blog and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah so it works on that level as well.
0: How about writing for your blog then do Do you have a, a structure in place like do you think okay well this is a paying client this is a paying client when am I going to find time to write for love Audrey or does it only happen when you found something you want to write about I don't
1: know. I think it's that's still something that's uh Kind of in a state of flux. I definitely, like, I make money from Love Audrey as well. Um, you know, directly, a small amount of money. But I, st- I don't think I've got to a point yet where I make it a priority. It's a kind of like a constant, oh, that sounds wrong, it is a priority. There's just this constant tension between the jobs that will pay me money. You know, when you're working on something and you're going to finish it and you know you're going to get paid for it you know when you submitted a piece of work and you know versus I guess it's like a bit of a, you know the blog is more of a long game <laughs> if you if you know what I mean that um it's not bringing me in income on a daily basis so it tends to when I've got a when I've got a lot of, of freelance work on it tends to slip down my my list of priorities um but I do try to I do try to blog as regularly as I can, and I aim for sort of two to three posts a week over there. Yeah, it's not set in stone, but it's an area I want to improve on.
0: <laughs> and when it comes to that blog making you money, is mm. that through uh, advertisements or click throughs or client, you know, sponsored posts? That-
1: it tends to be sponsored posts. Um, and I've done some really nice. Creative things with brands that I've really enjoyed doing that have paid well,
0: and do they approach you, or are you yeah. going after them?
1: No, I've never, I've never approached anybody. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> think
0: what, think what <laughs> might happen if you did.
1: I know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's how it's. That's how, and I've probably had my best year the last twelve months. Um, my best, yeah, that's been. You know, the, the, I've made more money than I suppose I thought I ever would. Really, from Love Audrey. Um, I think going forward, what I'd really like to do though, I'm really keen to kind of create some products of my own and to sell them through the blog, um, rather than promote other people's products. So I'd love to create, you know, some kind of digital content that I can sell through, through that site that would kind of potentially give me a bit more of a regular income from the, from Love Audrey. Um, but yeah, I just need to like a few more hours in the day <laughs> to create it, <laughs> so I can sell it.
0: Intriguing, yeah. yeah. It's so much. You're balancing so much, aren't you? That's the thing. It's the 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 blog, the the paid freelance gigs, the family, uh, yeah.
1: the biscuit I, tin. It's all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you feel like you've got that balance right? It sounds like maybe this last summer and stuff. It's your. I,
1: I think we're getting there. I think a big step forward. In kind of getting to a point where I feel like we have a good work-life balance is really figuring out what it is that I want and I think that for a long time particularly while I was doing the internship I was looking at I was kind of adopting other people's goals as my own and thinking that there's kind of one definition of success and um, that if I wasn't striving for that and I wasn't achieving certain things on the on that kind of path that I wasn't you know that I was failing somehow and I tend to think of myself now as being maybe like an under ambitious business owner <laughs> <laughs> maybe and I think maybe that's how some people would perceive it but actually um I'm much more interested in creating the kind of lifestyle that I want then then kind of hitting some arbitrary goals to do with like how much I earn or how many page views my blog has Mm. or um so that's kind of that's my goal really because I do want a good work-life balance like and um I think trying to have it all which is maybe what I've what I've thought we had to do in the past you know you had to you have to kind of work as much as you possibly can that's that's kind of, it's always something that's sort of talked about with business owners you know that you work every hour god sends and that's the only way that you can be successful um and i i don't if that's the only way that you can be successful then i don't i don't really want to be successful <laughs> i'd much rather sort of set my own goals whatever they are you know And work towards them, and still have time with my children.
0: Nice, yeah. And I think that the the fact is, you you hear people with older children all the time say it to you know that they're only young once. Yeah. And so actually, to do what you're doing, you know, your business can evolve as they evolve, as they kind of
1: exactly don't don't need you so much. (laughs) I mean, we're currently shopping for secondary schools. My eldest will start high school next September. And I definitely feel like we're kind of on a precipice of change. Mm. Um, I know that in the next twelve months, that's you know it's going to be a huge, huge change for all of us. And I know that the business for both of us, for both me and my husband, it's going to check. It's going to everything's going to kind of have to go through, you know, yeah, evolve again in the same way that I'm, n- I'm not working now the same way I was three or four years ago when I had a child in preschool and one at primary school you know it, do- it does and I think that probably is why I'm okay with not I don't you know with not sort of I'm not trying to be math huge because I know that there is time and room for everything to grow mm,
0: yeah. slowly what what have been maybe we've already discussed the major challenges that you've had but um, for a lot of people, even being paid is one of them. Have yeah. You, have, you, have you been fortunate in that respect?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always had really lovely clients, actually, that I've never had any. I'm going to totally jinx it now,
0: aren't
1: I? <laughs> 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 um, cash flow and that side of things is always as it's like the steepest learning curve isn't it i think and i'm still (laughs) riding (laughs) riding it
0: and that must be interesting when you're both both you and your husband both self-employed
1: yeah it makes life exciting I've been really lucky my husband's been not been quite so lucky but um with in terms of clients that pay on time so um,
0: it's great that you both kind of have that understanding but yeah you do need a different mindset to both be able to do it I think it's
1: yeah yeah not to stress
0: about it and let it get you and
1: yeah and I think you kind of do start to accept that sort of like feast or famine existence of freelance life and I think um yeah that's it takes some getting used to but mm. it's worth it
0: <laughs> now I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself yeah uh, I'm scared two, about
1: this one it's
0: <laughs> too true one a lie and let me figure out the lie I was totally I totally got this wrong last week, so I'm I'm looking looking to reclaim a victory.
1: I'm not sure I've chosen the juiciest facts, but we'll see. Okay, so the first one is that I sat an A-level exam two days before I went into labour with my oldest child. (laughs) And the second fact is that I submitted my undergraduate dissertation when I was eight and a half months pregnant with my second child and then the third one is that I took both my children with me to my first job interview after university
0: <laughs> mm, okay now I reckon eight in a month eight and a half months dissertation you might have already mm. I think you've already <laughs> unless Give you were hand. lying earlier <laughs> I think <laughs> that would be
1: that- quite skillful, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which is that—that re- that is playing a long game. I th- <laughs> so that's true. That's got to be true. So A-level labour, first job interview. But your first job interview would that have been the internship? In which case, would you have taken both both kids? One of them could have been in school. Uh, I don't think you sat an A-level just before going into labour.
1: I'm afraid you're
0: wrong. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you'd just copied that from the dissertation eight months.
1: Wow. There's
0: there's something in the hormones that makes you successful at at, at passing exams. I know.
1: I often tease my husband and say that if I ever do a PhD, (laughs) the only way I'd consider doing it is if I can have a third child. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh what would you say what would you say to your younger self like as uh, starting out freelancing if you could do something again what would it you know what would that be
1: um have a bit more faith in yourself and in your abilities but I'd probably say that to myself now too (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think just have a little bit more belief in myself and that um like I was saying about kind of figuring out your own goals, rather than thinking that you have to adopt other people's, it's kind of okay to pursue your own version of success. Rather than other people's.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I find that d- d- doing this podcast is that you hear so many different experiences, and actually, you just need to take what you want from each. You don't have to copy what somebody else does yeah. just because they seem successful or whatever it might be. Yeah, uh, it's about how that applies to you. Thank you, Frankie, so much uh, for, for chatting to us. Uh, if you want to uh, check out the site, it is love-audrey.com, um, and of course, we put links to that on beingfreelance.com, where you can listen to other. guests. Guests. also find us on twitter and you'll find on our page and also on love audrey page all the links to frankie's twitter and pinterest yeah. and instagram <laughs> and things like that um uh, but yes yeah, really lovely talking to you and yeah all the best being freelance
1: thank you <laughs>